0: Oh, Carotat podcast with myself, Daps. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Let me get rid of this cushion behind me. Oh, get more comfortable. Oh, excellent. Yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Um, the Premier League's back. So, like, I don't know. This is just gonna be straight talking about everything that's gone on this weekend. So I'm expecting you guys to be excited about this one because. I'm not the only one that's excited about Premier League football being back. You know, the pre-season games, as always, were all right and everything, but you really want to get down to the real stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, where do we start? Let me start with Chelsea-Liverpool, seeing as that's the game I've just watched. And, um, yeah, guys, also, this season, if I'm going to be consistent and if I'm going to put out the best content I can... And trust me, there's a lot of content on the way with players and coaches and stuff like that. But I'm gonna need the engagement. The engagement's been really, really good recently. So let's you know, get in the comments and all of that good stuff. And um yeah, so where was I gonna start? Yeah, so Chelsea Liverpool guys, so good game, good game. I think if for those of you that listen to this podcast regularly, I think Last week, or the last podcast I put out, I said that Chelsea were going to surprise a few people. And um, I wasn't... And let me just say, by the way, everyone, everything I say on this podcast today, let me just put a little asterisk that I know it's the first game of the season and you can't read too much into it. So, yes. So everything I say, just remember that. So I might say something and in three games' time, what I say today doesn't actually pan out that way because it's only the first game of the season. So I know that. So I can only go by what I've seen. Anyway, so um, yeah, today's game, I think initially, I'm not going to lie. I thought Liverpool at one point were going to run away with that game. And um, just, first of all, let, let, let me talk about the, the starting lineups and Liverpool, it looks like, was that their strongest starting lineup today? Some might say Gakpo might come out or be pushed forward and Nunes might start instead of someone else. But generally speaking, I think that was their their strongest lineup today. And um Chelsea, I don't know what Chelsea's strongest lineup is. Chelsea have like 140 players, so I don't know what their what their strongest lineup is. But I did say that um Like last week's pod, that Nicholas Jackson was looking good. So I wasn't surprised to see him start. Sterling's looking sharp in pre-season. I thought they maybe would have gone with Mudrick though. Because he's been looking good as well. But it is what it is. But as the game went on, as the game started, I saw that Liverpool were getting a lot of joy. And a lot of the joy seemed to be coming down Salah's side. Salah looked right up for it. I cannot even lie. I think it's that whole um, scoring on opening... Um, opening day thing that he's that his little you know record I don't know if it's a record that he's got but um, he looked up for it and someone said in one of my group chats that Colville is looking really bad or he's he's not looking as good and and for me personally it's one of them ones where you've got a world class player up against a defender like learning his trade and everything so you got to just give a little you know a little a little bit of grace there and. And Chilwell should have done more to protect him, I think. Chilwell should have helped him out because Salah just looked like he was getting so much space and he had so much freedom. And if I'm even talking about freedom and you look at his goal that, that he's... I mean, the goal that he set up. Listen, you see that pass? First, um, first game of the season, I know. But you will struggle come the end of the season to find 10... Assist better, than that, I reckon. I think it was that good. I think it was such a good pass. Um, but yeah, so he, he looked, he looked really up for it. Um, obviously, thought he had a goal, but it was offside. Um, and then Chelsea went and got got back in the game. And I thought at that point they were quite. Do you know what? I was gonna say they were quite lucky, but I think once Liverpool scored, um, once Liverpool scored, Chelsea looked like they grew. They were they were going into it and. Um, I think that game just showed that both teams need a DM. Early, we, we could see that, you know, and even, okay, so if I talk about Liverpool and getting rid of Fabinho, Fabinho, the last season, two seasons, maybe hasn't been his best, but he's a DM. So there's just certain basics of being a DM that he's just got. And in that team now, in both teams, I don't see players that have that natural inclination of, I mean the natural instincts of a of a DM, you know, people just running off them and knowing how to read the play and sweep up in front of of the of the defense and and um, you know, first half I think Conor Gallagher struggled massively with that. He got better in the second half, but he ain't the answer. And you can see why they're both going after Cassiedo because Cassiedo brings both teams up easily. He's not worth a hundred million, but we don't care about that, do we? Um... He he will give the protection that the defense needs, as well as just being able to just sit there and um, like get the ball rolling and and not not even dictate play, but just keep things ticking, win the ball back, and then you know, go into the um, attacking plays um, easier. So I think, yeah, I, I think Conor Gallagher really struggled struggled with that, but I do think he has a future at. Um and I'm not I'm not saying people don't think he had a future um at at Chelsea, but I could see why Poch would keep him because as far as squads go, Gallagher is one of those people where he's like a manager's dream. He does whatever the manager asks him to do. And you might not get a ten out of ten performance from him, but you'll get a seven and an eight. Um a seven or an eight. And um yeah, in the second half he got better and and um I, I think he's gonna play quite a few times um this season. But yeah no as as the game went on Chelsea obviously scored almost had a second one but Chilwell was offside and you know they, they they were looking they were looking good I think Sterling was looking really really good and and I really hope that Sterling has a good season because I think Sterling's one of those players that when when things are going good for him everyone is just so on him but all it takes in fact no Sterling is one of those players where it's almost like he has to do so much to get to get ratings. And and I, I don't understand it. I think he's had, over the last few years here, in all the time we've known Sterling, I think Sterling's been one of the top players in the Premier League, but he doesn't really get the ratings that he deserves. But then he can have a few bad games and all of a sudden, the energy is you know there in in, in, in force. And I never quite understood that. So I just hope that Sterling has a good game because I think people need to remember who Sterling is. And I think people need to remember how much he's contributed to the success of Man City and how much he's, you know, been a big part of a lot of good things in the Premier League. So um, it was good to see him, you know, looking lively and, you know, first game of the season, we know. But hopefully it continues throughout the season. Nicholas Jackson looked good. I do want to say, actually, because people won't do this, but they won't talk about how, how well Van Dijk played today. I think as much as, you know, Chelsea were getting through sometimes and you know what I think Chelsea and Liverpool a lot of um a lot of the reasoning behind a lot of the space that they were both able to get is because of the lack of protection you know in front of the defence and um but with with that being said I think Van Dijk had had an excellent game today I think he looked like the Van Dijk of old today I think that you know if he could go on and and continue to play how he played today I'd I think people easily forget that last season was probably just a one-off season, because I'm I'm a fan of Van Dijk. I don't think that the criticism of him has been fair. I think that when people play badly, you're allowed to say that they play badly, but to say that he's absolutely finished and um, they need to sell him, I'm seeing at some points last season, and I, I think that's just beyond like ridiculous. So um, he looked really really good today, but and I'm only mentioning that because he won't get the plaudits. But that won't get applauded it's for um, a performance like that. But yeah, on on the balance of play, I felt like one one was a fair was a fair um, a fair result. I think that um, <sighs> I think that unless they get that DM in against, you know, not everyone's gonna be opposition. They're gonna be a, a quality opposition like that but I think there's enough teams in the league that will give both teams trouble if they play how they play today and are as open as they are you know because Liverpool are playing like you know if you score three we have to score four if you score two we have to score three like like we they can't they can't keep conceding at, at, at that level so um but they've got players in there in their um in their forward line that, that can really, really make a difference. So that midfield, after seeing it today, obviously they're going to grow into it as the season goes, but they are looking a bit light. They are looking a bit light. I don't know, they just need something more. They need that presence in there. So, you know, you can see why they went all out. And I found it quite quite interesting, actually, over the, over the course of, you know, the last couple of days, seeing the, the wrestling between them because, mate, there's very few dif- um, defensive midfielders out there available now. And even though he's not worth 100 million, you know, d- you've got more reasons to explain paying 100 million for him than, you know, Kane, which we'll speak later on, um, which we'll speak on later on. You know, d- they could have Cassiano for 10 years. He could play numerous positions. And, and you know, in terms of his ceiling, is very, very high because he is that good. So um, you can see why they really, really put... Put all of their efforts into it, and also, you know, um, someone was saying, oh, they didn't want to pay that money for Jude Bennett They probably didn't have it then. You have to look at the players that they sold. You know, Fabinho, and um, who else they sell? Fabinho, Henderson's gone. Was Henderson on the free? I doubt Henderson was on the free. Fabinho. Oh my gosh. I mean, Fabinho's got. Even though you know there was no price price involved in that. Who else have they sold? I'm going mad. They've definitely got got sold another another player. So in my um, was it just Fabinho and thingy? cavallo has gone now. Oh no, that's all he's alone. But anyway, I don't think they had the money then and obviously they've got the money now. So, um Jude Bellingham 100% worth that money by the way, you know. He scored yesterday. Celebration I'm here for it. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that. Guys, let me know in the comments what you thought about that game. Let me just make sure that I've got all of the notes for that. I mean, all of the talking points for that game. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. Enzo Fernandez. I want to talk about Enzo Fernandez. So Enzo Fernandez had a bit more freedom today, a, a bit more of a license to, to get forward a bit and not just stay fixed in that DM position. And he looked a much better player. He looked a much better player when he can go and actually influence and impact the game, you know, further forward, as well as do what he needs to do, you know, on the back end, uh, on the back end of the pitch. And, you know, I think that's another reason why they, they're going all out for another defensive midfielder just to free him up and just not, not I mean, it's just so he ain't able, he, he doesn't have to do those things because he is actually a creative player and, you know, he looked like he was really, really enjoying himself and, you know, you can see he's got, he's got way more flair to him. He's got, he had, a, he had more confidence today and, you know, he's a better player than I actually gave him credit for and, and, I thought he was good last, last season, but I didn't think he was as good as what he... No, let me... Basically, all I'm trying to say is that I was, I was actually quite surprised. I was actually quite surprised today, just how good he played today. And, yes, it's the first game of the season, we know. But, um, yeah, he had, he, he played really, really well, so I just thought I'd, I'd shout him out today. And, and also, very quickly, Alisson, top keeper. 1v1 against Alisson is just... It's a myth, like... When when Chilwell went through, got put through against him, I knew straight away, was it Chilwell or was it Jackson? I think it was Jackson. No, no, I think it was Jackson. Or was it Chilwell? Chilwell had a chance in the second half as well, right? I don't know, but him 1v1 is just... I remember PK Humble said something, oh, I'm quoting PK Humble on this podcast, flipping out. Oh, PK, you've made it. Um, he said to Andy Cole, if it's a one-on-one, the striker should do better. And the strikers, more of the luck is with the striker and whatever. Not with Alisson. Not with Alisson. Alisson is just, when you're in front of him, I, think, I feel like he just creates this, not fear, but creates doubt in strikers' head that they've got to do more than what they actually do to, to beat um, a goalkeeper because he's just going to save it all. But yeah, that's all on my Chelsea-Liverpool take um harry kane listen harry kane has gone can you guys believe it one second yeah harry kane has gone can you guys believe it um honestly when when the bid came through yeah when it when they finally made a concrete offer i did not think that harry kane was gonna go I thought he was going to opt to 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 stay with, um, I thought he was going to opt us to stay with Tottenham and go on a free next year. But someone said to me, Daniel Levy would never let, make, let that happen if he's not going to sign a new contract. And I thought about it and I was just like, oh yeah. But then I was like, nah, something's going to happen. He ain't going to go. Listen, he ended up going and to see him play yesterday or on the bench for Bayern Unit looked so weird like can you imagine what's going on in his, in his head like and how big of a decision that must have been and obviously we, there's that whole thing that I always say he's not world class and what not cool but he's a top top striker but you've got to give credit to him and I found it funny how Alan Shearer was tweeting like, like as if he's the pilot of a private jet saying he's ready to take him because that record is safe now that record is safe now. And I think ultimately, Harry Kane has done enough, has done all he can do with Tottenham. You know, he's they've gone to Champions League finals and they've been in other finals and they've been in semi-finals and, you know, in the Premier League, they've they've had a good run at it. And he's done all he can do. He's always done his job. And I think when you make decisions like that, that, you have to look at it and, and say, have I done my job? And Harry Kane has done his job in terms of scoring goals. Sometimes he could have scored more on the bigger stages, but we move. Um, so yeah, he went there and everyone was thinking he's going to get his first trophy, but he didn't. Um, so now there's that this whole Harry Kane, you know, was was the problem. So hopefully he wasn't the problem, and Tottenham just don't go on and, and start winning. But I, I think he's going to do like great in in um in Bayern Munich, and I don't care if if. I'm not dormant. If Bayern Munich have have won it however many times in a row, like, he deserves it. He deserves to go there and contribute to winning a league. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather go to Bayern Munich, win stuff, compete in Champions Leagues and stuff like that, rather than play for Tottenham and compete for, hopefully get a top four, hopefully get to a cup final. Like, especially after you've given all that time to, to Tottenham. So fair play to Harry Kane and, you know, he's he's going to go there, score goals and and live life and win stuff. And again, he deserves it. But onto that Tottenham's game today, I just want to say um, very quickly that while I was watching it, I thought, oh, Tottenham might be in trouble here. Because I haven't really taken into, taken in like their transfers and or their pre-season or, I haven't really taken anything in. And one thing that stood out to me was yesterday when I saw um, when they gave Son the captaincy. And then they gave Romero the vice captaincy and and James Madison. One thing that stood out to me was like, hold on, where's Eric Dyer? And and he wasn't even in the squad today. So what's happening there? I don't know. I've not. I, that's just a random thing that I'm surprised that he wasn't made captain. I'm surprised that he was even vice-captain. And also, I'm surprised that he's not even in the squad or anything. So it's looking like he's probably going to be on his way out. Obviously, Lloris is probably on his way out because they bought a new keeper who I'm not convinced by. But um, positives for them is Basuma. Basuma played really, really well today and he looked like the old Brighton. person. I don't know what happened last year. And I can't even put it down to getting comfortable in the league because he was in the league. But whatever it is, I don't know like he looked really really good out there and um I think son is wasted out on that left with the way that they play um too many times they're just left out there and they don't get the the ball quick enough to they don't get the ball quick enough to the wingers and they don't get the ball quick enough in areas where he can actually do damage so um yeah I, I think they need to find a way to put him you know further forward even if you play him as a false nine but then is he, can he really do that job all season? They're going to try and give it to Richarlison, and Richarlison showed some good signs of linking up with Madison, who who tried today. It looks weird seeing Madison play for Tottenham, but he tried. Um, so yeah, and again, I, I think it's very unlucky that for in terms of Brentford, that Tony is banned still. Uh, honestly, like he's probably sitting at home, like fuming because he should be out there playing and. Yes, he needs to be punished, but I think the the duration of the punishment given to him was too long, and um, yeah, I think Brentford will are probably looking to just, you know, obviously just try their best and get to get to a place where Ivan Tony comes back and starts firing again for them. Um, so yeah, big up Tony. Um, is that it? I think so. I think that's it from all the Tottenham stuff. Let me know in the comments if there's anything you want to, um, if there's anything you want to say about the Tottenham. Listen, guys, go in the comments. I am responding to every comment. If there's comments that need to be spoken about on a podcast, we will bring it up on a podcast. So let's let's keep it going. Um, Arsenal, right? Let me put some lip balm on for this. Right. I need a lip bomb anyway. That's not. That's just not for Arsenal. <laughs> that's not just for Arsenal. Sorry. So, okay. So, Arsenal looked. I don't know. It was. It was a weird one when I saw that starting lineup because obviously I had a game yesterday, so I couldn't really watch. Um, I watched the first half, and then the second half I was kind of in and out of it. But when I saw the the second half, I mean, when I saw the starting lineup. I was a bit like, hmm, okay. First game of the season, he's probably just trying things out still. But it looked like he was still in a pre-season mode of trying to figure out what is his best starting lineup. And and I, I don't know, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit of a weird one. Obviously, Timber played, which was expected, but to see Party at right back and um, Saliba and White. I don't know, it was it was it was just a bit of a a bit of a weird one and, and I don't know if, if you know certain players are are struggling with knocks so you don't quite feel like the fitness levels are there and he just needed to put out to put out a team that was just gonna get the three points and we could start building on other things later. I don't know, but it was just a bit of a of a weird one. That's why I'm not reading too much into into it. I think that when when Arsenal don't play their first choice players in regards to defensively, not forget offensively. I think that we look so vulnerable. I think the, the 11, and this is not me saying all in do, all is doom and gloom because I'm, I actually think that we got the three points, everything is cool. I don't care if we didn't keep a clean sheet. Well, I want us to keep a clean sheet, but at the end the day, we start off with a win, cool. But what I will say is that where the first 11 are so drilled, especially the ones from last year, they're so drilled, we need to get to that point where it doesn't matter who comes into that team, it's the same thing. But right now, what's happening with Arsenal is that our, our players are so drilled when it comes to our first choice eleven that whenever we change it a bit, we could kind of lose a bit. And, you know, you, when you look at City, no matter who comes in, everyone is on the same page. Everyone is ticking. Everyone is all locked in. And I think that's that's what we saw yesterday. I think, you know, as the season goes on, obviously that will change because, you know, there's going to be more rotation, which is what... Which is what we actually needed, and more players are gonna come in. So the more like, for, like the more familiar we get with each other, the better it's gonna be. So I think um it was good to see Saka pick up where he left off. Listen, Saka starts scoring goals like that, everyone's in trouble. Like if he does that regularly, everybody's in trouble. Because he's just on a different wave right now. I think wingers, outside of Vinicius. I want to put Salah in there, but then I don't want to put him in there. But let me just stick with Vinicius. Outside Vinicius, Salah is just hot right now. He's 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 the hottest. Oh, this is off the top of my head, but he's he's the hottest right winger of like it's, it's got to be because he's just so effective always. You know, I'm pretty sure the Nottingham Forest defenders wanted to keep him outside of the area. You know, to try to limit how how much space he gets um, in the box and stuff like that, and he just goes and just whacks it at top bins and I'm glad Nketiah got a goal. It's a bit annoying that, that they they got they got their goal. And um yeah, but you know, it's it's looking like it's gonna be a, a really, really good season it's gonna be very competitive. I think there's so many teams in there that can um that's gonna disrupt things. I think Brighton are gonna disrupt. I think Newcastle after winning five one, like they're gonna disrupt things and and Newcastle are another team where you just gotta be beware of them because getting rid of Aston Villa like that, that is is not an easy thing to do. And I think as the season goes on, people realize how good Tonali is. I know he's got in his debut, but that's not what I'm trying to see from him because that's not his game. But it's cool. But I think people are gonna realize just how good he is. And to have, I think it's so crazy that Newcastle have Bruno Guimaraes and Tanali in the same midfield. I think that is bonkers because they are, obviously, Newcastle and in Champions League, but that's Champions League quality players just chilling at Newcastle. So, I, I think Newcastle are got are, should be very, very happy with that midfield. Um, I think Eddie Howe, again, he's doing that thing where no matter who comes in, no matter how, um, what their reputations or whatever, they're all drilled and know what is exactly what is what exactly is required from them and they're just at it at it at it so and they're hard to they're just hard to just beat man they're hard to break down and and then they've got top quality strikers in um Issac and um Callum Wilson when Callum Wilson came on I said he's gonna score Callum Wilson does not have time he's hungry for goals Callum Wilson so um, yeah so those teams like that Brighton and and um, Newcastle and even when you look at obvious, the obvious ones Tottenham and Liverpool and they're all going to have a say and disrupting so and this is not even yeah this is based on what's, um, how last season finished and how this season has started there's going to be a few teams that are just going to you know see and disrupt things so yeah so yeah with that being said Man City Haaland is Haaland is is I don't even know how to even explain Haaland anymore he's he's a, he's a maniac that guy had I looked there was a stat there was a stat that said um fewest touches between goals and Haaland's on 22 touches do you know how wild that is that guy has no business on the pitch other than to score goals and City, it's going to be difficult for them to hit the heights. And I know people are going to compare them um, against last season. But that's not really what you should be doing. I think when you look at how you should judge Man City, just judge them on on the quality that they currently have and, and just as the season goes by, how they deal with it, rather than looking for them to do treble or quadruple or whatever. Because it's going to be very, very hard to top that. And I think if any team comes close to what... Arsenal did last year, I think they win the league because I don't see Man, United, Man City hitting those heights again. And they don't need to, you know, they don't need to go there and be, ah, oh, ah, oh, because then it's just going to be disruptive or whatever. But yeah, Haaland, wild. I think that, and I said this on last week's podcast, they need to find a solution to this KDB thing. I'm not even talking about the injuries. Like, I'm not surprised he got injured because I heard KDB didn't even have a whole preseason, season and his first game of preseason was last week in the Community Shield and he started and then he starts again today so I don't know I was I mean he started again yesterday or Friday whenever it was so I was a bit shocked that he started so but you're when you're just blooding him not blooding him when you're just putting KDB in and he's had little to no minutes in pre-season you know those injuries are going to happen and I think they just need to give him time to just really get over whatever that injury is and then, you know, bring him back. But also saying that, you you really do see the difference KDB makes in that team. Because in in regards to Haaland especially, because there's a couple of times where Haaland, the midfielder, would get the ball on the half term. Haaland is already gone expecting that pass. But he has to realise not everyone's KDB. KDB is literally touch boom in any position. And he puts it right in in the in in the he puts it right in the perfect areas. Whereas you've got players like Kovacic, who is a really really good buyer. Kovacic so good, Kovacic. You've got um, Bernardo Silva, who who like to dribble and and you know keep it short, and they're not really trying to do that. Which is why Haaland was getting annoyed, and you could see him because I could see it throughout the match, where every time he'll make that run and he's, and he would be in behind. They're not doing it. They're just keeping it tiki-tiki-taka. So they need to find a long-term solution because they need to get someone who can not do what KDB does, but at least come close and, you know, compliment Haaland as he does. Otherwise, it's going to be a tricky one, you know. Also, you, you can see that they've lost um, Riyad Mahrez. So that's going to be a, a big loss in regards to their, their squad. Riyad Mahrez is gone and got what? Well, it's good that they kept hold of Carl Walker. I thought he was going to go. Gundahan has gone. So, it's listen. I'm I'm excited for this season, man. And and I'm not going to give any predictions until we're like two three games. In. I'm not going to give any prediction in regards to the title race. Arsenal not going to win it, but um, I hope so. I'm joking. I hope Arsenal win it, obviously, but you can't say any of that after one game. And because I support Arsenal, I'm just going to say I hope they win it. Will they win it? Remains to be seen. But guys, let me know what, what you think of, of it all And um, just trying to make sure that I've got everything Yeah, so that was a quick short one I think I've got a guest on this week um, I'll let you guys know I'm going to start doing the shorts and everything I need one massive favour When you see anything on my page, just like it please guys Just trying to build the algorithms And um, yeah, that's it, just trying to build the algorithms But if you're listening on Spotify or, or iTunes um lucky for you I'm putting these out here because what you what normally happens with the audios I only put the audios that I have with guests on um yeah but I'm going to put everything out because those that listen audio will think oh this guy goes missing so many times but what's happened is that I'm actually releasing videos on on um YouTube so um yeah, subscribe over there. Subscribe everywhere. Share and all that good stuff. Get in the comments and let me know what you thought about this week. Who were the standout performers? Who were the weak links or whatever? Let me know. Tomorrow's going to be a good one. Man United. I might record after that match, but that might be giving you guys too much and you might get bored of me. Like, just saturating. I want to bring back the live streams. Um, so, yeah, guys. A shot of MLS coming soon. Um, this week or next week I need to figure that out But yeah, guys, that's it I'm out